بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه A few more verses uh, to look at in Surah Al-An'am. We said Surah Al-An'am is a surah that was revealed in its entirety in Mecca. It comprises of Tawheed, Risala, Prophethood, and Akhirah. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, and we, we actually covered all three aspects yesterday. Because we started with the beginning verses um, that tell us of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how he created. Then we looked at verses in relation to the day of Qiyamah and Allah saying to Rasulullah only if you could see them when they stand before Jahannam, when they stand before their Lord. Um, and likewise about prophethood and how previous prophets and messengers were belied and denied by their people. Allah says, وَتَمَّتْ كَلِمَةُ رَبِّكَ صِدْقًا وَعَدْلًا And the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and in justice. Truth and justice. لا مبدل لكلماته None can change his words. وهو السميع العليم And he is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. That with Qur'an being revealed, the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mankind is complete. Right? And so the word of your Lord has been completed. Sidqan wa adla. In truth and justice. Truth in relation to promises that about what is to come. That is in the Quran. All of that is truth. Adla is justice. This is in relation to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just. Allah does not ask of us to do something unjustly. Then Allah says, after this revelation has come to you with truth and justice, وَإِن تُطِعْ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُضِلُّوكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ I would like that every Muslim memorizes this verse. That if you obey most of those on the earth, they will mislead you far away from Allah's path. And we say, we do things, why? Because most people do them. And Allah says, don't do what most people do. Follow my command and follow the sunnah of my messenger. Don't follow people. Because if you follow the majority, they will lead you astray from the path of Allah. And if you obey most of those on the earth, they will mislead you far away from Allah's path. They follow nothing but conjectures and they do nothing but lie then Allah subhanahu wa says verily your Lord knows best who strays from his way and he knows best the rightly guided فَكُلُوا مِمَّا ذُكِرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ Now coming to legislation or the command, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Eat from that meat on which the name of Allah has been mentioned, meaning at the time of sacrifice. كُلُوا مِمَّا ذُكِرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ بِآيَاتِهِ 
mu'minin. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, further on a few verses, وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا مِمَّا لَمْ يُذْكَرِ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَإِنَّهُ لَفِسْقِ Do not eat of that meat on which Allah's name has not been pronounced. For sure it is a fisk, it is disobedience. You know why we mention Allah's name? Why do we mention Allah's name? Why do we mention Allah's name? Anyone? Why do we mention Allah's name? Like, when you eat no food, it is sunnah to say Bismillah. But if you don't say Bismillah, it's still halal. Apple is halal. You say Allah's name, you don't say Allah's name. Huh? Banana is halal. Well, shaitan can come with, what? Shaitan only likes meat. <laughs> Blood. Mm, no, no. What's the reason? Think. Hmm? Yes, it becomes halal. But why do you, why do we say the name of Allah? Yeah? Oh, when Allahu Akbar is, is in, in, in Eid, but we say Bismillah. And actually, if a person was to say just Allah is enough. But anyway, the point is, why do we take Allah's name? Why is it compulsory to take Allah's name? Yes, Allah's hukum, always. Jazakallahu khairan. Absolutely, it is Allah's hukum. Because you are taking a life. This is why. <laughs> yeah? You are taking a life. And life is what? Sacred. You are not permitted to take a life without the name of Allah. So through the command of Allah, through the permission of Allah, I am taking this life. Because Allah permitted me to take this life in order to eat. You can't take life for just no reason, just going around for, for fun. It's not permissible. And so you say Allah's name, you are doing what? Take life. You are taking a life. So Allah says, if the name of Allah has been taken, then you can eat. If the name of Allah has not been taken, then you are not permitted to eat. And it is what? Fisk, it is disobedience. Look, you are killing an animal and you are not mentioning Allah's name. So whose authority, with whose authority are you killing that animal? Whose authority? Allah created it. Whose authority? Without Allah's, without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's authority, you have no authority to take a life. Further on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدَرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ Whomsoever Allah wills to guide, He opens His breast to Islam. When Allah wants to guide someone, Allah opens up their, their breast to Islam. Why? Because Iman is contained where? In the heart. Yeah? And so Allah says, He opens the breast. So when the breast is open, Iman will enter. وَمَنْ يُرِدْ أَنْ يُضِلَّهُ And whomsoever he wills to send astray, he makes his breast closed and constricted, as if he is climbing up to the sky. كَذَلِكَ يَجْعَلُ اللَّهُ الرِّجْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ It is like so Allah puts the wrath on those who do not believe. So those who are not seeking guidance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closes up their chest. When... When they hear the guidance, when they hear Quran, they feel what? They, it's, it's not like the believer when he hears Quran, when he hears the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, he feels like it opens, right? 
and he is being guided. Whereas the one who is being misled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah closes his, his chest. And it becomes what? Closed and constricted. As if he is climbing up to the sky. And we know because of you know, the developments um, that when a human being ascends, there is less oxygen and so what happens? You can't breathe. And then eventually you come to a point where there is no more oxygen. Likewise. And so imagine how Sahaba may not have understood this. Because they have never had uh, the experience. Um, maybe. Allahu alam. And so this is why ulama say that there are always meanings in the Quran that can be understood by later generations. And so there will be meanings in the Quran that perhaps people who will come after us will understand that we would not fully, fully grasp. Anyway, so this um, tells us that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so guidance is in the control of Allah and it is in the possession of Allah. But he says, وَهَذَا صِرَاطُ رَبِّكَ مُسْتَقِيمًا this is the path of your Lord leading straight. And so, whom does Allah guide? The one who puts himself onto that path. Or at least searches for that path. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide that person. We have detailed our revelations for a people who take heed. Then Allah says, لَهُمْ دَارُ السَّلَامِ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ For them will be the home of peace with their Lord. وَهُوَ وَلِيُّهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And he is their wali, their helper and protector because of what they used to do. And on the day when he will gather them all together and say, O you assembly of jinn, you misled many of men. The jinn, the shayateen. You misled many men. And their awliya, meaning the, their friends amongst men, will say, Oh, our Lord, we benefited one from the other. But now we have reached our appointed term, which you did appoint for us. He will say, The fire will be your dwelling place. You will dwell therein forever, except as Allah may will. And thus we do make the zalimeen awliya of one another meaning the way you know the shayateen the jinn and some humans they are dealing with one another right you know the people who do magic and all of this fortune tellers and so this is in relation to those Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the jinn that you misled many men and the men will say that ya Allah actually we benefited from each other we did things for them they did things for for us so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the way you are partners in the world in kufr and shirk and disbelief and misleading people away from from me and my path then you are going to be partners in hellfire Allah says you are all together in hellfire and then Allah will say oh you assembly of jinn and mankind did not there did not there come to you messengers from amongst you reciting to you my verses and warning you of meeting of this day of yours. They will say, we bear witness against ourselves. It was the life of this world that deceived them. And they will bear witness against themselves that they were disbelievers. 
And so, because there is no, you cannot lie to the one who knows the, the seen and the unseen. And so Allah says, this is because your Lord would not destroy a population of towns for their wrongdoing while their people were unaware. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Quraysh had some uh, rules um, in relation to animals and you know some animals were permissible for the male, some animals were only for the female, some animals were halal for both male and female and Rasulullah was asked to tell them that where does these laws come from? You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided animals. And in what Allah has revealed to me, In what has been revealed to me, there is all, all of these rules that you have applied uh, have not been mentioned. And so the only thing that is haram, flowing blood, or uh, uh, the meat of the pig or maita, something that has died uh, without being slaughtered a natural death. But anyway, um, a number of verses uh, in relation to uh, what is permissible to eat and what they claimed that is not permissible to eat. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in another verse he says in another surah, وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَا تَصِفُوا أَلْسِنَتُكُمُ الْكَذِبَ هَذَا حَلَالٌ وَهَذَا حَرَامٌ لِتَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبُ don't yourself start making something halal, something haram. And inventing lies about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What Allah says is halal, it should be taken as halal. What Allah has made haram, it has, should be made haram. What Allah mentions, He says, yes, I did implement some specific rules to the Jews. That certain fats were made not permissible and all of this, but that was in the Sharia of Musa. This does not apply to this Ummah. Following that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Rasulullah, Say, O Muhammad, come, I will recite to you what your Lord has prohibited you from. That you guys are saying, this meat is halal, this animal is halal for the male, this animal is halal for the female, this one both can eat, this one no, no one can eat. He says, no, no, let me tell you what Allah has made haram. What is much more important than eating and all of this? Say, oh Muhammad, this is known as al-wasaya al-ashr, the ten commandments that were given to all previous prophets and, and messengers. Say, oh Muhammad, come. I will recite to you what your Lord has prohibited. Join not anything in worship with Him. Don't join any partners with Allah. Don't commit shirk. Number one, haram. Be good and dutiful to your parents. Number two, don't disobey parents. Because when you are good and dutiful, you are not disobeying. Number two, kill not your children because of poverty. Number three, do not kill your children because of poverty. What comes in here? 
abortion comes in here. Yeah? Somebody finds out they are pregnant. Oh, yeah, but we don't have the means for bringing up a child. So you, this is included. Especially if four months have passed. Then it's definitely a killing. Because it is a living being. Uh, also can come in, in, in into here is what? Using contraception because we don't have a means to provide for children. Allah says that is not your business. I create what I want and I provide those whom I create. You are not responsible to, to provide. Okay. There are other uh, uh, reasons why uh, contraception would be permissible. Yes. But it should not be done because we don't have money. And so <laughs> we can't provide. Allah says, kill not your children because of poverty. We provide sustenance for you and for them. Allah says, never mind them. Even you, I am the one who is providing you. And so the way I am providing you, I'm going to provide them. What makes you think that I will create something or someone and not provide for them? Number three, do not kill your children. Come not near to al-fahisha. Fahisha is? Is great sin. Yeah? But the great sin here specifically is illicit relations, sexual relations. Allah says, whether committed openly or secretly. Do not, do not kill anyone whom Allah has forbidden except for a just cause, meaning according to, to the law. This is number? No, number five. Number five. Don't commit murder. Allah says, This he has commanded you that you may understand. And come not near the orphan's property except to improve it. Meaning, don't deal in the, the orphan's wealth. Don't deal in it unless you are investing. Rasulullah said, he, he encouraged that the one who is looking after the inheritance of the orphan, he said, invest it, do something with it that you will profit this child. And at the same time, that zakat will not keep reducing the inheritance. Right? So Allah says, do not come near it unless except to improve it until he attains the age of full strength. And give full measure and full, faith, full weight with justice. This is when you are trading full measure and full weight. Full measure, for example, you are dealing in land or something that is... Uh, and weight is... Okay, it's understood, right? So this is number seven. Do not cheat. <coughs> Whenever you give your word, say the truth. Even if a near relative is concerned. We looked at this, right? That when you are asked to witness, then say the truth. Don't lie. This Sorry, fulfill the promise. So, Fulfill the covenant of Allah. How many is that? Nine. So, no shirk. Do not commit shirk. Do not disobey your parents. Do not kill your children. 
do not commit zina, then do not commit murder, don't uh, take the, the, the property of or um, the wealth of the orphan, fulfill weight and measure, fulfill weight and measure, perhaps those are two, right? when you speak be just and fulfill the covenant of Allah, okay, so we have ten. So after this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنَّ هَذَا صِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا Verily, this is my straight path. So follow it and do not follow other paths. What did this surah start with? All praise is due to Allah who created many darknesses and light. And in the closing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, this is my path, it is straight. This is the path of light. And do not follow the other paths. And do not follow other paths, for they will separate you away from his path. And so those are the paths of darkness and misguidance. Whoever brings a good deed, whoever brings a good deed, shall have ten times the like thereof to his credit. And whoever brings an evil deed, that one is too high. <laughs> and whoever brings an evil deed, um, shall only have the recompense of the like thereof. And they will not be wronged. This comes in a number of um, uh, two surahs definitely. Allah mentions one ten, and uh, um, and the sin is considered. So one good deed is. But Allah Subhanahu wa does not say whoever does a good deed he will have ten reward. What does Allah say? Brings, comes along with it. So when you come on the day of Qiyamah, you still have the reward. This is what you need. Uh, and so you may do a deed. But you cancelled out that reward. For example, you gave sadaqah, but you reminded that person. You say, oh, remember I gave you sadaqah? You've cancelled out that reward. You, have, you, will not, you did a good deed, but you are not going to bring it on the day of Qiyamah. You did something for the sake of Allah, but then you told somebody else and you say, oh, I did this. And so what? Now your intention changed. You, did, you were wanting for somebody to praise you. They've praised you. You've cancelled out the reward you will not receive. Likewise sin, you have to bring the sin with you. You may have committed sin, you make tawbah, Allah forgive you, you're not bringing the sin. You committed the sin, but you haven't brought the sin. This is justice of Allah. Say, O Muhammad, truly my Lord has guided me to a straight path. And so this straight path is mentioned a number of times. Just like in Surah Al-Fatiha. Truly my Lord has guided me to a straight path. A right religion. And there is only one right religion which is Islam. The religion of Ibrahim. Hanifa. Hanifa is? Hanif is the person who who is, yes, who follows the, the straight path or who is upright, but also the one who veers to truth. And so when there is truth and falsehood, he sides with truth. Hanif. 
And he was not of the idolaters, you know, idol worshippers. We know this is Allah is speaking to whom here? He's not speaking to, like for example, in Ali Imran, Allah said, Ibrahim was neither Jew nor Christian. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Ibrahim wasn't a idol worshipper because this is speaking to whom? Quraysh, who were idol worshippers. Say, O oh Muhammad, verily my salah. My sacrifice, my living, my dying are for Allah, the Lord of Alameen. This is the life of Muslim. My worship, my sacrifice. Why is sacrifice mentioned? Because they used to sacrifice for the idols. And so my sacrifice is only for Allah. Actually, my entire living is for Allah. And my dying is for Allah. لا شريك له. He has no partner. And of this I have been commanded. And I am the first of the Muslims. قل أغير الله أبغي ربا. Say shall I seek a Lord other than Allah. While he is the Lord of all things. While he is the Lord of all things. No person earns any sin except against himself. And no bearer of burdens shall bear the burden of another. Meaning, nobody will take will, will carry the burden of somebody else on the day of Qiyamah. If you committed the sin, you carry the sin. Somebody else will not carry that sin for you. We've said previously that Quraysh said to Rasulullah Actually, Allah says in the disbelievers say to the believers, follow our path. We will carry your sins on the day of judgment. Don't worry. That's because they don't believe in a day of judgment. And so when you don't believe in a day of judgment, you say, oh, we'll do it for you, don't worry. Allah says, وَمَا هُمْ بِحَامِلِينَ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ لَكَاذِبُونَ They are lying. They will not be able to carry your sins. وَلَا تَزِرُ وَازِرَةٌ وَزْرَ أُخْرَى ثُمَّ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ مَرْجِعُكُمْ Then to your Lord is your return. فَيُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ فِيهِ تَخْتَلِفُونَ He will tell you that wherein you have been differing. What, what do we differ about? What do mankind differ about? Matters of belief. Iman. Does God exist? Does God not exist? Was Muhammad a messenger? Was Muhammad not a messenger? Is there qiyamah? Is there not life after death? Allah says, I will judge among you. What is halal? What is haram? Specific to this. It is he who has made you generations come, coming after generations, replacing each other on earth. And he has raised you in ranks, some above, above others, that he may try you in that which he has bestowed on you. Allah if he, if he raises someone in any way, whether that is social status, whether that is more intelligence, more beauty, more strength, more influence, more wealth, whatever it is, he is doing what? He is testing you in what he has given you to see how you are going to, whether you are going to be grateful and thankful to the blessing of Allah or not. The next surah is Surah Al-A'raf. Araf is translated as here the heights. Yeah. 
this is a position according to Mufassirin there is difference of opinion about this but the easiest and um, the one that is, is very easy for us to understand is that on the day of Qiyamah we know that there is two destinations only Paradise, Hellfire there is no third destination but there is a place in between whilst the judgment is going on there is a place there are certain people who will be placed on hold and so they don't know am I going to Hellfire am I going to Paradise I don't know but they're not going to be there for very long only until the judgment is over because eventually you know the day of Qiyamah will end and the people of Paradise are in Paradise and people of Hellfire are in Hellfire and so these these are known as the people of A'raf and so there is difference of opinion as to who whom are these people some say and the easiest is actually to say what those who have equal amount good and bad equal and so Allah says okay you have to wait neither paradise nor hellfire you wait mm. and so this surah is um, a surah, one of the first surahs revealed that mentions the stories of anbiya so araf is it begins with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning Adam and how he created Adam and he commanded Iblis to prostrate this is what it starts with and how he refused and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about paradise and hellfire and qiyamah and the people of A'raf following that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the stories of Anbiya this is the first surah that was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that mentions detailed Nuh, Hud, Salih and Lut salam and Shu'aib like that in that in, in that uh, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with those because obviously that is the sequence but more importantly um, this is uh, for uh, the people of Quraysh they know of uh, Hud and Salih and Shu'aib they know because these were Arab messengers and they were sent to Arab communities or Arab nations following that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the story of Musa alayhi salam in detail Musa is mentioned uh, Rasulullah said Kada al-Quran an yakuna li Musa it is almost that the whole Quran is for Musa <laughs> wherever you look you find Musa sometimes very short surah a brother yesterday corrected me sent me a message he said Imam don't say small surah short surah there is no small surah I said Surah Al-Fatiha is a small surah it's true all surahs are great so Sabih short surah right Suhufi Ibrahim wa Musa he's mentioned right in different places alayhi salatu wassalam anyway so Allah but in here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a number of uh, um, for example Surah Al-Baqarah uh, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam is mentioned and the story of Musa and Bani Israel is mentioned to, to a certain degree uh, with detail but not in order of sequence right Allah will mention one thing the other here and there what he needs to inform us of for that context but here in this surah and in Taha and in Qasas Allah starts from the beginning and he goes on yeah. for example Taha Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions you know his birth and 
he mentions how he commanded uh, uh, how he protected him in the house of Fir'aun and so from the infancy of Musa likewise Surah Al-Qasas Surah Al-Qasas goes in detail about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the mother of Musa that if you are afraid place him in the in the river and do not do not be afraid and so on and so forth and then it mentions his marriage and how he was married to uh, the daughter of Shu'aib so on and so forth what does the surah close with and so after surah, after the story of Musa salam, then there is um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Again, uh, the dwellers of hellfire and their description and how they do not find guidance, they don't follow guidance. So a lot about guidance and uh, revelation and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to Rasulullah So let us look at certain verses from this surah. Allah says so Allah created Adam and he told him to stay in uh, to, to dwell and live in paradise and he e said eat from whatever you want but do not approach this tree don't go close to this tree shaytan shaytan whispered suggestions to them both in order to uncover that which was hidden from them of their private parts and so what happened he whispered suggestions why is Allah telling us this you will see and he said your Lord did not forbid you this tree except that you should become angels or become immortals ulama say that Adam had never experienced a lie and so he was deceived and he thought this to be true Allah said he swore by Allah to them both that I am one of the sincere well wishes for you. He misled them with deception. When they ate from the tree, their private parts became apparent and they started to cover themselves. From the leaves of paradise. And their Lord called out to them, saying, Did I not forbid you that tree and tell you, Verily, Shaitan is an open enemy to you? Allah says to Adam, Did I not warn you that Shaitan is an open enemy to you? So they said, What? They said, Our Lord, we have wronged ourselves. This is the difference between Adam and Shaitan. Shaitan, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, he said, did I not ask you to prostrate? He said, how can I prostrate? Justifying. Huh? Adam, no. He didn't justify. He didn't say, oh yeah, Allah, he fooled me, he deceived me, I didn't know a lie. This, no, no, no. He accepted immediately. He said what? Qala rabbana anfusana. That, oh Allah, we have wronged ourselves. And if you do not forgive us and bestow your mercy on us, we shall certainly be of the loses and this this was beloved to Allah that he mentioned it how they repented 
and it's mentioned until the day of Qiyamah, we are always making dua through these words of Adam and Hawa and see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts responsibility on both of them not like we said Christianity puts the responsibility on the woman Hawa deceived so shaitan came to Hawa and Hawa deceived or pushed or influenced Adam this is wrong Allah says Adam and Hakuma did I ask you both of you I asked you not to do it and when they repent both of them say Ya Allah we have both wronged ourselves okay so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Bani Adam, la yaftinannakum ash-shaytanu kama akhraja abawaykum min al-jannah. O children of Adam, let not shaytan deceive you as he got to your parents. So he tells us of how shaytan deceived our father and he says to us that he's going to seek to deceive you in that same way. And look, he swore by Allah Shaitan is not afraid to swear by Allah to you. And so likewise, he may mislead you in a way that you think that I am doing something that is good. Allah is going to be pleased with this. But Allah is not pleased with it. O children of Adam, let not Shaitan deceive you as he got to your parents stripping them of their raiments to show them their private parts. Verily he and his soldiers from the jinn see you from where you cannot see them. Allah says, be careful. He, he is able to see you. You do not see them. And so when you get whispers, you have to know that shaitan is working against you. O children of Adam, take your adornments while praying. Eat and drink, but do not waste by extravagance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not love thee, the wasteful. And so Allah says, eat and drink. What a, look, the, the following verse, Allah says, Say, O Muhammad, who has forbidden the, ad the adornment with clothes given by Allah, which he has pr produced for his slaves? Say, they are in the life of this world for those who believe and exclusively for them on the day of Qiyamah. Allah says, all of these, these blessings that I have created in this world, I have created actually for the believers. The disbelievers are benefiting from them because of the believers. Rasulullah said, when the last person who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves this world, Allah destroys the world and everything it contains. And so the disbeliever is enjoying the blessings and perhaps is enjoying more blessings than the believer, but he's enjoying it because the believer is alive. So, uh, you know, when you see uh, uh, a disbeliever enjoying uh, some wealth and some... Uh, something good in this world you know we shouldn't form at the mouth and <laughs> huh? we shouldn't don't be angry and don't don't look up at them or, or look to them with envy Rasulullah said 
you do not know what they are going to face on the day of Qiyamah. You don't know what that person is going to face eternally. So don't wish to be in his place. Don't envy him. Don't. Allah has given you Iman. Iman is better than the world and everything it contains. And he gave you Quran. That is better than the world and everything it contains. And he gave you the opportunity to pray, him, pray to him and worship him and remember him. This is better than the world and everything it contains. As for material, Allah has destined. Some will have more, some will have less. When Allah gives you what you want, say Alhamdulillah and be grateful and thankful. When Allah doesn't give you what you want, be patient and await for Allah's blessing. He says, قُلْ هِيَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا but خَالِصَةً يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Exclusive for the believers on the day of Qiyamah. In, in, in this world, both believer and non-believer will enjoy whatever Allah subhanahu wa has bestowed on humanity. But on the day of Qiyamah, the blessings are exclusive for the believers. The disbelievers will not be able to benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوْمَ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتُ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا انظُرُونَ نَقْتَبِسْ مِن نُورِكُمْ قِيلَ ارْجِعُوا وَرَاءَكُمْ فَالْتَمِسُوا نُورًا That when they are crossing the sirat and surrounded by the, the darkness of the day of Qiyamah and the darkness of hellfire. And the believers will have light. And so the munafiqeen will say to the believers, Wait for us. We, we want to make use of that light. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, it is exclusive for the believer. And so that light is a, is a blessing from Allah as a result of their iman and their, and their deeds. When, when people enter hellfire, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah will say, enter in the company of nations who passed away before you of men and jinn into the fire. Every time a new nation enters, it curses its sister nation until they will all be gathered together, all together in, in hellfire. The last of them will say to the first of them, our Lord, they misled us, so give them double punishment of the fire. Meaning that the followers will say about the leaders that, Ya Allah, these people, they led us into hellfire. So give them double the punishment. To each one, there is double punishment. But you do not know. The first of them will say to the last of them, you are not better than us. So you taste the punishment. And so they are what? Blaming one another. Blaming one another. And cursing one another. فَذُوقُ الْعَذَابَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْسِبُونَ So taste the punishment for what you used to earn. Meaning that you did the deeds. Okay, we influenced you. We asked you to come this way. You followed. But you did the deeds. We did not force you to do the deeds. We did not compel you. Just like shaitan will say. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Verily those who deny our ayat. Ayat is the verses and the, the signs. And treat them with arrogance. For them, the gates of the heaven will not be opened. لَا تُفَتَّحُ لَهُمْ 
This is at the time of their death. Because we know when uh, the angel of death attends to the deceased, the person who is dying, he removes the soul. If it is a righteous soul, it is taken up by the angels and they seek permission and the heavens are, the first heaven they seek permission, the heaven is opened. Because the gatekeepers say, who is this? So they'll say, this is so and so. And they know that this person has permission, this person's soul can ascend. So it ascends all the way until reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then it is sent back down because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has destined that we are all going to be uh, resurrected from our graves. Whereas the, the, the soul of the disbeliever, it comes to the first heaven, they seek permission, the angels say, this is the soul of so-and-so. Permission is not granted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, mentions in... Uh, uh, it is sent, the soul is thrown down from the first, from the gate, straight down to the what? To go and join the, the body in, in the grave. And so Allah says, those who deny our verses and treat them with arrogance, for them the gates of heaven will not be opened and they will not enter paradise until the camel goes through the eye of the needle. This was a statement, what? Never going to happen. Allah says, they can never enter paradise. Just like a camel can never go into the eye of a needle. And so you think about it, how blessed we are to have Iman. And to have this kalima of la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, which is the key to paradise. Without this, you can't enter paradise. Thus we recompense the criminals, the sinners. Theirs will be a bed of hellfire and over them covering of hellfire. Meaning fire from underneath and fire from, from the top. This is, uh, thus do we recompense the wrongdoers. But those who believed and worked righteousness, we tax not any person beyond his scope, such as are the dwellers of paradise. They will abide therein forever. And we shall remove from their breasts any hatred or sense of injury. You see the difference? The people of Hellfire, they're cursing one another. Although in, in this world they were friends and they were lovers and they followed each other, but in Hellfire they are cursing each other. Whereas the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah removes any, any hatred from the hearts. And so Allah says, even the injury, you know, because even believers amongst themselves, they've hurt each other, they've said things they did not mean, right? Or uh, things that were... Uh, uh, hurtful and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says all of that is removed we shall remove from their breasts any hatred or sense of injury rivers flowing underneath them and they will say all praise and thanks are Allah's who has guided us to this realize that it's not our own doing it is Allah who guided us and the, 
like now we say alhamdulillah Allah guided us but when you see the people of hellfire being punished in hellfire then you are going to thank Allah truly were it not that Allah had guided us وَمَا كُنَّا لِنَهْتَدِيَ لَوْلَا أَنْ هَدَانَ اللَّهِ We would not have found guidance. لَقَدْ جَاءَتْ رُسُلُ رَبِّنَا بِالْحَقِّ Indeed, the messengers of our Lord did come with the truth. وَنُودُوا And it will be cried out to them. This is the paradise which you have inherited for what you used to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know when a servant of Allah says, Ya Allah, you have done everything. Allah says, no, no, my servant. You, you also have a share. You made the right choice, the right decision. But when a servant says, I did, Allah says, what did you do? <laughs> what is it that you did? You know, like the person who, on the day of Qiyamah, he would say, Allah said, take him to paradise through my mercy. He said, no, no, ya Allah, I want to go with my deeds. I said, okay. He will not be able to pay even for what? The blessing of the sight. And so now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the dwellers of paradise will call out to the dwellers of hellfire. People of paradise will call out to the people of hellfire. We have found what our Lord promised us to be truth. Everything he promised. Paradise with its palaces and rivers and fruit and spouses and the pleasure of Allah and the meeting of Allah all of it all what Allah pr promised us we have found it to be true we have indeed found true what our Lord has promised us have you also found true what your Lord promised but it doesn't say promised you so difference the people of paradise are saying we have found what our Lord promised us because we were believers and he promised us that if you believe and you are rightful, uh, you are uh, righteous, then I will grant you paradise. So we found that to be true. Have you found what Allah promised to be true? Allah did not promise you. He warned you. But he promised that he will punish. And you chose. And so this is adab. Having what? That we've said previously that we ascribe good to Allah and we don't ascribe evil to to Allah. The people of hellfire will say yes, indeed. We have found it to be true. Then a crier or an announcer announcer will proclaim between them the curse of Allah the curse of Allah is on the wrongdoers those who hindered men from the path of Allah misled diverted men away from the path of Allah and would seek to make it crooked and they disbelieved in the hereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and between them there will be a screen. Meaning between the people of paradise and between the people of, of hellfire. There will be a screen. Then Allah mentions the A'raf. Between them there will be a barrier screen. And on Al-A'raf, 
a wall with, with elevated places will be men whose good and evil deeds would be equal in scale, scale who would recognize all by the marks by their marks meaning that the people of paradise are have bright faces and the people of hellfire have dull faces or blackened faces and they will so these people who are in the middle they're they're seeing people entering paradise people entering hellfire they will call out to the people of paradise salamun alaikum peace be unto you and at that time they will not have yet entered it but they will hope to enter it with certainty you know these people of al-araf eventually they enter paradise although they are kept in the middle for some time through the mercy of allah they will enter paradise this is what allah says Lam they have not entered paradise but they are hoping that they will enter paradise and allah will fulfill their hope when their eyes will be turned away towards the people of hellfire they say Rabbana la taj'alna ma'al zalimin our lord do not play says with the people who are who are wrongdoers the dwellers of the hellfire will call out to the dwellers of paradise people of hellfire so first the people of paradise called out and they said the promise was true is your promise did you find it to be true they said yes now because of this the people of hellfire they they have a hope that okay we, we can talk to the people of paradise let us ask them for some relief the dwellers of the fire will call onto the dwellers of pa paradise pour on us some water give us some water or anything that allah has provided you with anything to drink or to eat anything that will give us some relief from this pain that we are in they will say both water and provision Allah has forbidden to the disbelievers we, we are not permitted to give you anything those who took their religion as an amusement and play and the life of the world deceived them so this day we shall forget them as they forgot their meeting of this day and as they used to reject our ayat, our verses. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the story of Nuh. Indeed, we sent Nuh to his people and he said, Oh my people, worship Allah. You have no other ilah but him. Certainly I fear for you the punishment of a great day. The leaders of his people said, Verily we see you in plain error. So you are, look at you. What is this religion you are inviting to? This is error. Oh my people, there is no error in me. I am a messenger of my Lord. I convey to you the messages of my, my Lord. I convey to you the messages of my Lord and I give sincere advice to you. This is what? We give advice, but our advice is not always sincere. Anbiya, are give, they give what? Sincere advice. What is sincere? They expect nothing in return. 
in other surahs, ma as'alukum alayhi mala. I don't ask you for any money. I don't ask you for a price to pay. In ajriya illa ala Allah. I am expecting Allah to reward me. Wa ansahu lakum. I advise you sincerely. And I know from Allah what you know not. Anbiya know. Like Rasulullah said to Sahaba when he came out from Sahaba laughing, he said, What? If you knew what I knew, you would cry a lot and you would laugh very little. Because I know I have seen it. And so Nuh is saying, I know about Allah what you do not know. Allah says, But they denied him, so we saved him and those along with him in the ship, and we drowned those who denied our verses. So this is what? This is a lesson. Allah says in, in another verse, وَتَرَكْنَا مِنْهَا آيَةً لِلَّذِينَ يَخَافُونَ الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمِ We have left it as a lesson. And so your messenger is calling you and advising you sincerely. And if you don't follow him, then you will be destroyed. And you will have to face punishment. وَإِلَىٰ عَادٍ أَخَاهُمْ هُودًا Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions عاد علي, uh, عاد, the people of Ad and their messenger Hud alayhi salam. قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ The same thing. Oh my people, worship Allah. You have no other God other than Him. The leaders of His people, the people of Nuh said, you are in misguidance. The people of Hud said, إِنَّا لَنَرَاكَ فِي سَفَاهَةٍ We see you in foolishness. That you are foolish. <laughs> he said, Oh my people, there is no foolishness in me, but I am the messenger of my Lord, of the Lord of the worlds. I convey to you the messengers of my Lord, and I am a trustworthy advisor for you. Do you wonder that that has come to you a reminder from your Lord through a man from amongst you to warn you? Is this, do you find this amazing? And so eventually, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَطَعْنَا دَابِرَ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا We cut the root of those who denied our ayat, our verses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them. Following that, وَإِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا To Thamud we sent their brother Salih. Their brother meaning that he was from their, from their people. He said, O oh my people, worship Allah. You have no other ilah but Him, no other God but Him. Indeed, there has come to you a clear sign from your Lord. This she camel of Allah is a sign to you. So you leave it to graze in Allah's earth and do not touch it with harm, lest the painful punishment should seize you. And remember when He made you successes after Ad and gave you habitation, habitations in the land. You build for yourselves palaces in plains and carve out homes in the mountains. So remember the graces of Allah and do not go about making mischief in the land. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that they killed the she camel and they said what? They killed the she camel and insolently defied the commandment of Allah and said, O Salih, O Salih, bring about your threats if you are indeed one of the messengers of Allah. 
Allah says, فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الرَّجْفَةِ So the earthquake seized them and they lay dead prostrate in their homes. Jathimin. Then Salih turned from them and said, O oh my people, I have indeed conveyed to you the message of my Lord and have given you good advice, but you like not good advices. And so you can only blame yourselves. This, this is the, the Nabi saying, look, I tried, I conveyed to you. It happened with the Rasulullah in the battle of Uhud. You know, when, uh, what's he called? Abu Jahl and uh, Umayyah ibn Khalaf and these um, leaders of Quraysh, they were killed. Walid, Al-Walid, Khalid ibn Walid's father, Walid ibn Mughira, you know, the chieftains of Quraysh, they were killed. And so Rasulullah went and stood over them and he said, he said, I have found the promise of my Lord true. Have you found the promise of Allah true? So Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, are you speaking to these people? They've gone. He said, they hear me as good as you hear me. The only difference is they are not able to respond. They can't respond. Then Lut salam came and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, remember Lut, when he said to his people, do you commit the worst sin such as none preceding you has committed in Alameen? Others have committed sins before you. They've committed murder, they've committed sin. But you are doing something that people huh, before you have never done. Verily, you practice your lusts on men instead of women. You are a people transgressing beyond bounds. The answer of his people was only that they said, drive them out of your town. These are indeed men who want to be pure. These are pure people. And so they accepted that themselves they are impure and they are sinful. Allah says, we saved him and his family except his wife. She was of those who remained behind in the punishment. And we rained down on them a rain of stones. Then see what was the end of the criminals. And so the, the wife of Lut was, was punished. Not only because of, obviously, because of her disbelief, but also because she approved of the sin. And when you approve of the sin, you become, well, she's a woman. She wasn't committing <laughs> the sin of the men, of the people of Lut But because she approved of it. And they say that when the angels came to visit in the form of men, it is the wife of Lut that went and informed uh, and said, oh, Lut has guests. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala included her in that in that punishment. وَإِلَى مَدْيَنَ أَخَاهُمْ شُعَيْبًا And then to, the, to Madian, we send their brother Shu'ayb. Shu'ayb, he said, قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَهٍ غَيْرُهُ O oh my people, worship Allah, you have no other ilah but him. قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ بَيْنَةٌ مِّ رَبِّكُمْ Verily, a clear proof and sign from your Lord has come to you. So give full measure 
and full weight and do not wrong men in, the, in their things and do not cause mischief on the earth after it has been set in order. Shu'aib is known as Khatib al-Anbiya. The uh, Khatib, Khatib is the person who does khutbah because he was very eloquent. And so these four people, four groups, Nuh, Hud, Salih, Shu'aib, and Lut, five. Nuh, the people of Nuh saw success in majority and so they said we are the majority we don't we, we are we, we don't believe what you believe you are only a minority and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it doesn't matter if the minority is believing and righteous then they are successful and the majority even if they are great in number they will be unsuccessful the people of Ad, they saw strength in. So, Nuh, strength in numbers. Ad, strength in. In physical strength. In, 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 physical, in their physical body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them with what? With wind. The people of Salih saw success in what? Building. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them. The people of Lut saw success in fulfilling their carnal desires. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them. They were unsuccessful. The people of Shu'aib saw success in wealth. And so by any means, they want to gain that wealth, even if they have to cheat. Right? And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them and usually to this day people still see success in these things numbers physical strength building, building and infrastructure <laughs> fulfilling desires and money and so Allah subhanahu mentions these Hud, Shu'aib Salih in many surahs to tell mankind that you see success in pursuing these but these will not make you successful you have them you don't have them doesn't matter success is based on belief and good deeds and following the anbiya then comes the story of as we said the story of Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun. Perhaps we'll leave the story of Musa and Fir'aun to uh, maybe Qasas or Surah Taha, insha'Allah Azza wa Jal. I'm just having a look at if there are any other. Uh, this is an important verse. Say, O Muhammad, I possess no power over benefit or harm to myself, except as Allah wills. I can't even benefit and harm myself. Never mind benefit and harm anyone else. 
And if I had the knowledge of the unseen, I should have secured for myself an abundance of wealth and no evil should have touched me. And so ghayb is only known to, to Allah. Yeah? That if I knew ghayb and if I knew the unseen, then I'd, I'd acquire a lot of wealth because I'll see wherever there is an opportunity, I'll put myself there. And I would protect myself from every evil. In ana illa nadhirun wa bashirun liqawmi yu'minun. I am but a warner and a bringer of glad tidings to a believer, uh, to a people who believe. And so this is why Rasulullah said, do not raise me above the station that Allah has given me. And unfortunately there are Muslims today that claim that Rasulullah knows the unseen, knows the ghayb. And that Rasulullah can benefit you and harm you. Allah can't benefit you, he can't harm you, not now. Yes, on the day of Qiyamah, he can intercede in your favor, absolutely. But it, he can't give you anything now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these are important verses. Khudil afu, show forgiveness. Show forgiveness. وأمر بالعرف enjoin what is good وأعرض عن الجاهلين turn away from the foolish and if an evil whisper comes to you from shaitan then seek refuge with Allah verily إنه سميع عليم when shaitan starts to whisper do what سأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم Allah is all hearing all knowing then Allah says verily those who are pious when an evil thought comes to them from shaitan, they remember Allah. And indeed, they then see right. Or see a right. <coughs> but as for their brothers, the devils, they plunge them deeper into error and they never stop short. This is the difference between what? The believer and the strong believer and the one who is being misled. The, the, the pious, he, they are affected by the whispers of shaitan. But they realize, they remember Allah and so they realize, and they realize this is shaitan trying to deceive me. But those who are blinded, they're just being taken for a ride. And they do not stop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So when Quran is recited, listen to it and be silent that you may receive mercy. This is why when the Imam is reciting you are to be what? Silent. When the Imam recites silently and you can't hear him, then you, you will do what? You will recite your own. And so in general, Quran recitation should not be uh, 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 met with indifference. Yeah? And so we have this habit of playing Quran. You know, you're on a journey, you're playing Quran in your car and conversation is going on. You can't talk. Quran is on, you can't talk. You want to say something, pause the Qur'an, speak, play the Qur'an. Yeah. And actually, a person should not make Qur'an, Qur'an is revealed for, for advice and admonishment and guidance. It's not there for entertainment, for passing time. So you're doing, your, doing some work and you've got Qur'an playing in the background just to make you feel good. It's not music. Yeah. Okay, put nasheed or I don't know listen to podcast or whatever you want to do 
don't put Quran there just to fill in, <laughs> to, to create some, some noise. It has to be listened to. And so when somebody is reading Quran, you, you should not disturb them. Actually, somebody pointed to this. We said uh, that uh, when someone is reciting Quran to make salam to them is makruh, disliked. Because they are reciting the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So does that mean we can't ask our need from somebody who is reciting Quran? No, you can. But how do you do it? You go and you stand or you sit by that person. They will know that you want to speak to them. Yeah. You stay there and they, they should stop their recitation and speak to you. And then when they go back to recitation, what happens? They say what? A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim And then continue the recitation. And remember your Lord within yourself humbly and with fear. And without loudness in words in the mornings and in the afternoon. And be not of those who are neglectful. Allah remember your Lord humble be humble when you remember your Lord and be fearful when you remember your Lord and do al jahri min al qawl there is no need to be loud the uh, <coughs> sahaba radiyallahu anhum ajma'in said ya rasulullah is our lord far away from us or is it so we should just call out you know loud zikr very loud and dua very loud uh, rasulullah said no there is no need allah is close to you and so but and do not be of those who are neglectful. Surely those who are with your Lord are never too proud to perform acts of worship to him, but they glorify his praise and prostrate themselves to him. Allah is saying what? That I am asking you to remember me and to uh, worship me for your own good because I already have angels that are worshiping me and they don't get tired. There's no need of your worship. Yes, brother. So what is different between the recitation as a Nazareth, like one you just explaining to us, isn't that much better than only recitation? Because like people non-Arabic, no. we don't yeah. know. No, recitation, so both have, both are needed. Reciting the Quran, the words of the Quran, this is important, and trying to understand the meanings and uh, read the, the, the translation is also important. Talking in this during. Oh yeah. So you, so when you are talking about Quran, it doesn't matter because you are explaining Quran itself. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. So here you don't have to keep saying "Aadu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim." Some people because actually do a lot of askar during the recitation or mm -hmm. during the halqa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Is is when when you are going to talk about other than Allah? Yeah about worldly matters that's when uh, a person has to uh, mm -hmm. absolutely subhanallah <laughs> <laughs>